Would you pray with me? Come, Holy Spirit, and fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle within us the fire of your love. And may my words and our hearts together glorify you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Since the very beginning, since the very beginning, stories surrounding Jesus' birth circulated around the countries of the Mediterranean. And out of those stories, other stories and songs developed that elaborated on this original story. Some of those stories and songs were part of Christmas pageants that reenacted this birth story over again until it became a part of a yearly cycle of remembering the birth of the Christ child. And we, here we are, in the year of our Lord, 2020, still telling this story and reenacting this story in pageants of our own. You well know that of the four Gospels, the Christmas story is only told in two of them. One focuses on Mary in the Gospel of Luke. The other focuses on, Matthew, on, on Joseph in the Gospel of Matthew. And in these stories, we hear mystical things, mysterious things, things that would cause us to ponder and wonder if we hadn't heard this story so many times. Stories of angels, stories of shepherds, stories of a child being laid in a manger and of magi from the other side of the world coming to visit. Needless to say, the story of the birth of Jesus is deeply embedded in our world culture, but it seems particularly in our Western culture. The story of Jesus' birth, taking these images from the Gospels of Luke and Matthew, compile a narrative that is important to hear one we tend to forget in all of the pageantry and the story. Because this story is a story about God coming to humankind, God coming to us, God coming to you and me. God coming into our world to bring peace and to bring justice, to show us the reality of God, the reality of God's love, the reality of God and what God looks like in human form. There are certainly some details about Jesus' early life about which we can be quite certain. It seems that he came from a large family in a small village of Nazareth in the region of Galilee. As he grew, he worked as a day laborer, a carpenter. And initially, 
seemed to have been a disciple of his cousin, John the Baptist. But of his birth, we know little. Only these two mystical stories. So where, may we ask, did these stories come from? Biblical scholars believe that they came from a few people who were so caught up in what Jesus had said and how he had lived and what he had done that they exalted his birth and created a story of cosmic proportions. Well, we've done that, haven't we? In our own culture? I mean, think about it. How old were you when you heard the story of George Washington cutting down the cherry tree and saying, I cannot tell a lie? We have exalted political leaders in similar ways. I very much remember when Bill Clinton first ran for president at the Democratic Convention. They showed this marvelous video all about a boy from hope. You know, we just heard this story of Jesus' birth read. And we heard that when Jesus was born, according to the Gospel of Luke, angels appeared to shepherds in the field, the, the least and the last among the people of that culture. And then we heard that foreigners, magi from the east, followed a star brilliant beyond all others that led to the manger. Maybe you, like my family, wandered out right after sunset yesterday evening to see the convergence of Jupiter and Saturn come to create this brilliance in the sky that people have dubbed it the Christmas star. I mean, you know, it, it made me wonder a bit. I don't know if it did you, but I, I thought, this is mystical. <laughs> this is amazing. Maybe God is up to something again. Scholars tell us that our stories are project, products of the imaginations of the people who followed Jesus and wanted to underline his status as absolutely special. I mean, after all, he was the Messiah that they had been waiting on for years and years. They had hoped and prayed he would be a Messiah, a king like David, one who would rival Caesar for the title Son of God. No wonder. They told stories of his birth. And from those stories, more stories. Many of them we call legends, but are they? I mean, some are, I suppose. Are they any more legends than the stories of Jesus' birth? Stories upon stories. I mean, you know some of them. It is said that at midnight, on the first Christmas Eve, the animals talked. Now, I'm not sure what language they spoke. Hebrew, Greek, Aramaic, English. I think perhaps they spoke the language of whoever is telling the story. And then it is said that in the silence of the dawn of Christmas Day, 
a rooster named Chanticleer heralded the birth of Jesus in a song heard round the world. Then there is that beautiful story by Henry Van Dyke published in 1895 that he said came to his mind fully written. The story he entitled The Other Wise Man that tells of a fourth wise man who missed the encounter with the other three because he had stopped to care for a man who was dying. He carried his gifts of a sapphire and a ruby and a pearl and spent the rest of his life searching after this child who had been born at the sign of a star who was to be the king of Israel. Thirty years later, upon his death, he grieved that he had not ever met the child and given away all his gifts to those in need. And people who watched him dying said they heard him say, When? When did I see you hungry and thirsty or in prison and care for you? Of course, there's the beautiful story of how we get the poinsettia plants at Christmas. It dates back to the 14th century in Mexico, where, it was, where this plant was used for medicinal purposes and was also used as a, a means to dye cloth. From there, a story emerges called The Legend of Pepita, the flowers and the flowers of the holy night. And in 17th century, Taxo de Alarcón, Mexico, Franciscan monks began using the shrub in their nativity processions. The story, as it is told, is of a young girl named Pepita who was traveling to her village to visit the nativity scene at the chapel. And Pepita didn't have enough money to buy a gift for the baby Jesus. And so along the way, she gathered up weeds and formed a bouquet. She was upset because she didn't have more to offer, but was reminded by her cousin that even the humblest gift given in love will be accepted in the baby Jesus' eyes. Upon entering the chapel and presenting her bouquet to the nativity Jesus, the bouquet of roadside weeds turned to beautiful red flowers known to us as poinsettias. Oh, the stories, the stories abound. And what was it the great biblical scholar Marcus Borg said? I'm going to tell you a story. I don't know if it really happened, but I know that it is true. And from those stories, Stories and more stories and stories that tell the truth about our lives, our faith, our fears, our hope. Every single one of us has a story. A story about an inbreaking God who has come to us, called us by name, and claimed us as God's own. not just stories, but songs, so many songs carrying the melodies of our faith, carrying them in deep theological words for us. I got to thinking, I got to hearing a song in my head 
tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. I couldn't remember what song it was. I couldn't even pick up the first verse, and so I had to go looking for it. Well, it's God rest ye merry gentlemen. I must have sung it a hundred times, but I couldn't remember. And, and so I went looking for how it came about, and it turns out it was a 15th century song sung to the men who guarded the gates of the city. And, and did you know that the original, they think the original words may have been, God bless you, merry gentlemen. Now, uh, with apologies to the original singers and songwriters, let me give you a, a remembrance of the first verse. God bless you, merry gentlefolk, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from evil's power when we have gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. And to be sure, this song of a child born at the edges of society in a know-nothing town called Bethlehem brings to us our much-needed comfort, our much-needed healing. Comfort that allows us to grasp some unspeakable joy of a God who comes to us. And what we need now more than anything else in the world in this desperate time, or the story of O Holy Night, one of the most popular songs sung on Christmas Eve night, even in the 21st century, though it was written in the 19th century, in 1847. It was rewritten, the, the lyrics were changed in 1855 by a, united, a Unitarian Universalist minister by the name of John Sullivan Dwight. And do you know that in the third verse of that song came an appeal for an end to slavery? You probably know the words. Truly Christ taught us to love one another. Christ's law is love. And Christ's gospel is peace. Change shall Christ break, for the slave is our brother, and in Christ's name all oppression shall cease. The, the first verse talks about a weary world rejoicing, no more then than now. So we should perhaps fall on our knees and hear the angels' voices. O oh, night. O oh, this night. O oh, divine night. The truth of the stories and songs of Jesus' birth were that they were stories told with a purpose, not necessarily intended to be taken literally, but definitely to be taken seriously. In order to understand why the stories were written, we need to think about the context. This was a brutal world this child was born into. 
created and sustained by an elite people who oppressed the poor and the destitute. Does this sound at all familiar to you? The message of Jesus was the exact opposite. Loving human community where people cared for one another and shared the little they had. The gospel writers were part of that community and the images they used in their stories or a powerful repudiation of the oppression rampant in society. Oh my, this Christmas story of comfort and joy, this story that calls us as a weary world to rejoice is why I think we continue to tell this story in all our stories. Why we continue to look for God who appears in poor places on earth and not in the councils of the rich and powerful. Like the star of Bethlehem, the stories and songs of Christmas guide us through the darkness. As in the time of Jesus, the forces of greed and ego are constantly pushing the envelope with renewed strength and power, but must be countered by the power of love. So tell the story, will you? Tell your stories. Tell them to each other. Tell them to anyone who will listen to you. Then truly, truly, we will love one another and this weary world our weary souls will rejoice once again. So come, Christ Jesus. Come again to us. Maranatha. Come and be born in our hearts and our souls again this Christmas. Amen. Amen.